Vanessa. Can you give a, a hand to John and Vanessa for their love for us? John's been doing, a, I think, a really great job with this Holy Spirit uh, series, and I want to try to wrap it up a little bit today, but I want to kind of do a little review and then uh, give you some Holy Ghost stories. You know, it's Halloween tomorrow. We want to have some real good stories about what the Holy Spirit can do. He's not spooky. He's not weird. He's good all the time. Amen? So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and uh, thank you. Pastor Dad. So John's been doing this series, and I'm going to give you a little review. So we heard about, John told us about the advantage. Remember that? Week one, the advantage of the Holy Spirit, the one who comes alongside to help us. And we heard week two, the power of the for the people. The Holy Spirit gives us power to represent Christ to others. Okay, power. You need that power. Dunamis, dynamite. Number three, week three, the walking with the Spirit the grace to produce the fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ. And number four, Spirit's voice grows as we cooperate with the Spirit. Uh, remember Chick-fil-A? It's my pleasure to serve. It's my pleasure to serve you, Lord. Amen? So today we're going to talk about active waiting because the Spirit, it's interesting, this story of when the Spirit first came. John talked a little bit about Pentecost and about the beginning of the church and the Holy Spirit coming. And uh, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit in just a minute, but I'm going to pray first because I need it. Yeah. So do you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to say, Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity to stand here and uh, just declare your goodness. And I ask for your help. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming. Holy Spirit, come. Let me say that. Holy Spirit, come. So we just invite you, Holy Spirit. And we know you're already here, but we invite you to do whatever you want to do today and what you want to say. I pray you'd say, what you want us to hear, I pray we'd be able to hear. And what you want to activate, I pray that you would activate, even today, for your glory. In Jesus' name, God's people said. Amen. Amen. Okay, good. We're off to a good start. So, I'm going to talk to you about uh, how we need more of the Spirit to fulfill the purpose, the Great Commission. Jesus gave a Great Commission. Do we have that? It's in Matthew chapter 28. And verse 18, and it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, that's a lot of authority, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you. That's really good news. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Thank you, Josh. Hey, Josh does a great job. Give him a hand, too. Such a great job. So here's your question. Do you think you can fulfill that command in your own strength? Because if you do, I probably am wasting my time. <laughs> I know I can't. I can't even come close. I mean, he's saying go to every single people group. That's what that word ethnos means. Every single people group on the earth. Go to every single people group of every type, every race, every ethnicity, every background, and do what? Make disciples. And say just lead them in a sinner's prayer. That's the good starting place. But he said actually make them into disciples. All right? Powerful word there. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Well, that's a big commission that Jesus has given us. 
I call it the impossible mission. I wish I had Mission Impossible music. Oh, that would only be for my turn. Bum, 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 bum. Da-da-da. So the Mission Impossible. This is the Mission Impossible. It's only possible with Jesus and with his spirit working in us. It's interesting to note that even the eyewitnesses, just to set this up again, this is Jesus has risen. I mean, they saw Jesus go to the cross. He predicted it. He told them what was going to happen. He said, you know, shortly I'm going to go through this for you. And he, he went to that cross. Nobody took his life for the joy set before him. The scripture tells us for the joy set before him. That's you and me. Him reconciling us forever to, the, to God the Father. He said, for the joy set before him, I will endure the cross for you, for me. That's the kind of God we serve. Isn't that amazing? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross and sat down at the Father's right hand. But he sent the Spirit. He said, another, I'm going to send you another. And the Greek is so wonderfully precise, maddening at times, but very precise. And it says to us, there's, there's two words for another. Guess what? In Greek, there's a word that means another of a different kind. And there's a Greek word that means another of the same kind. Guess what word Jesus used here? He said, I'm going to send you another of the exact same kind as me. So another of the same kind. Jesus is saying, I'm sending you my spirit. It's another of the same kind. It's, I'm going to be going away. It's to your advantage, as John told us, because he could only be kind of in one place at one time. Jesus himself was sort of limited, self-limited. Now he's saying, I'm sending my spirit. It can be on all of you all at the same time. Isn't that good news? So he says, you can do a lot more. You can get a lot more done because my spirit, the same spirit, same kind is going to be on you. Somebody at once asked, we were kind of going after the spirit one time in a season in our life. And somebody asked my wife, asked Robin, why are you so focused on the Holy Spirit? You know, why? You, what's that all about? And she just said, I loved her answer. She said, well, I've got an incredible, impossible assignment. I can't do it on my own. I need everything I can get. I need all the help I can get. Is that good? I do. We do. We all do need all the help we can get. And the Spirit's there to help us. So here we got the eyewitnesses of Jesus' sufferings. They've seen his death, his burial, his resurrection, and yet they need something more. Can you say more? More. more. Come on. Give us something more. And Jesus said, you got to wait. That's the interesting thing. It's like they're all charged up. Can you imagine? They've seen the resurrection. They've seen... All this stuff, Jesus has met with them a bunch of times, not just once. You know, he's broken bread. He's, he got to breakfast for him on the beach one day. He did all kinds of things, showed him his wounds. Thomas didn't believe. He says, I won't believe until I see the wounds in his hands and the wound in his side. And Jesus said, here you go, Thomas. Stop doubting and believe. And yet, even when he was going back into heaven, it says, the crowd there, it's in the same passage in Matthew, it says, some doubted. <laughs> Others worshiped. Some still doubt it. It's really interesting how our hearts doubt, and yet God is good. Let's read. Let's take a look here about what Jesus said in Acts 1. We'll get into a little bit more of the Holy Spirit. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. We got that, Josh? You do. Good luck, Josh. You're on top of it. It says, and being assembled together with them, this is Jesus, of course, who's with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. See that word? Wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John, the Baptist, truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with what? The Holy Spirit, not many days from now. 
And John talked, Pastor John talked about that and how the spirit came and power and all the, you know, supernatural signs and wonders started breaking out. And they knew something had changed, something powerful had happened, and the spirit was now inside of them. But in the meantime, they were waiting. You know, we all need a fresh, in, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, fantastic. If you're not sure about that, that can happen today, right now. You can have a fresh infilling, you can have a first filling, and you, guess what? We all leak. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why do I need a fresh infilling? Because I leak, okay? We, the world causes us to leak. We are fallen creatures. We tend to leak. So we need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, right? So that, the good news is, is that, as is recorded in this same book here in Acts, that they needed it. They got filled. They had that powerful first day of the church, Pentecost, and tongues, and speaking in other languages, and flames of fire, and all kinds of wild, crazy stuff. And people, 3,000 people came to faith that day, by the way. Uh, they had that kind of power and yet not very long just two chapters later we see there's another another infilling they get persecuted by the way there's this kind of thing you're going to see throughout history it happens there's a fresh outpouring of the spirit and there's kind of a waning and then there's a, 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 a need again the need arises there's persecution there's stuff going on and then there's a fresh infilling do you know what we're prepared for right now what do you think we're prepared for with the way things are going in this world right now revival who said, who said that? Good, Laura. We're, we're prepared. We're actually, things are really set up. I remember I got to catch kind of the tail end of the Jesus movement when I first became a Christian 45, uh, 6, 46 years ago. And uh, there was a real amazing move of God going on. And so many people were coming to faith. But I think it's a setup. I think we've been going through some stuff, all these things going on. And I think we've got to set up, we're seeing a need again. Do you see a need around in the world today? In California, in the North Bay? There's a big need. But the good news is, is God sees it, and I think he's on the move. Amen? But waiting can be very hard. Jesus said to wait. It says in verse 14, by the way, that they were all in one accord. Do we have that verse 14? These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. By the way, they had all converted. Uh, his brothers, Mary, I think, was always there. But So here we see this. Uh, what's going on here is they're all in one accord. Now, that, that must have been really a tight squeeze, you know, because those, those cars are not very big, you know. The Japanese don't make, oh, that's not that cord we're talking about. Bad. Wah, wah, wah. They were all in one accord. They were in agreement. They were in agreement. What did they do while they were actively waiting? They were praying, they were interceding, they were in agreement. They were actively waiting. They were really full of hope. They were hope dealers waiting for God to do something big. Um, something that, some, waiting can be really hard to do when you're waiting for something big to happen. Now this week, I was waiting for something. I meant to be here last Sunday, but I couldn't come because I had the... Uh, joy of waiting for a kidney stone mm, to pass, okay? Now, I'd been through it once before, so I kind of had a little bit of an idea of what was going on, and uh, I'd actually sent Robin away. She was going to go to her father, had a memorial mass at, uh, over in Sonoma, and she was on her way to do that, and I was going to come here, and I just felt, didn't feel so great that night going to bed, and then I got up in the morning. I felt some pain, but it wasn't 
real super bad at first, so I sent her on her way. She's about, uh, well, almost there, and I had to call her up because I was just doubled over in pain. Now, it's been, we've been told, just for us guys, that this is about as close as you're going to get to childbirth, okay? And uh, it just makes you appreciate all the gals here all the more. God bless them. So it's, it's like I'm having these waves of pain, and I can't, I mean, she, she, got, she came back, and she drove me down to the ER in uh, Tara Linda Kaiser, and I can't, I'm like, I want to get out of my body. I'm in so much pain, I just, I can't handle it. I'm writhing around in the car. I'm thinking, poor Robin, she's thinking, I, you know, I'm freaking her out. What am I going to do? I get there to the ER. This young man came in. I remember he looked at me, and I said, but God, how, how old are you? <laughs> God bless him. Sweet guy. Very sweet guy. But he says, are you sure you didn't strain your back? And I go, uh, well, young man, <laughs> I've been through this before. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this is a kidney stone. And he says, well, we'll do a CT scan. So none of this, no pain medication, because they say, well, we can't give you any medications after we do all the scans. And we got to find out if we're going to do surgery or not and what's going to happen here. So kept having these waves. I had to get on that CT scan thing, and I could barely do it because I felt sick to my stomach, and I was in so much pain. But I got it, and then I came back, and the doctor came back in. He says, guess what? You have a kidney stone. <laughs> but it's so big, it's just at that, that uh, borderline of whether you can pass it or not. Oh, boy. And he says, but we'll give you some Tylenol, and you go home. And I'm thinking, oh, God. He says, we'll give you this stuff, Flomax. It's supposed to help you a little bit to pass the stone. So, and what am I going to do while I'm waiting? I'm going to actively wait. That is to say, I'm going to ask for prayer, first of all. I called, who did I call? Judy. I called uh, D. Got, got some folks on the line. Robin did. Robin helped. And uh, thank you all for praying, by the way, because um, I'll tell you what happened in just a minute. So, I'm doing my part. I'm drinking lots of water. He said, drink lots of fluid. Take your Flomax. I'm having lots of pain. And the uh, doctor calls, I uh, do a phone conference the next day, Monday. I'm on the phone in the evening. And doc says, you know, you sh you're in a lot of pain. You shouldn't be in this much pain <laughs> for too long. I go, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> says, so, you know, after three days, then we need to schedule you for surgery. It's just too much pain to be in for too long. I'm going, okay. And here's what I didn't, what I forgot to tell you is right when this started, I just felt this little, you know, voice say uh, on the third day. And part of me was thinking, I rebuke that voice. I don't want to go through this for three days. And then part of me is going, well, I guess there's hope in that, right? That's gonna, this, this too shall pass. And I'm thinking, on the third day, the stone will roll away. On the third day, the stone will roll away. Okay, so I'm thinking that's from the Lord. And so she's talking to me, and she says, I'm going to have to schedule you for surgery. I'm thinking, wow. Well, I've got my, my people at work, they need me right now. We're really down on, on uh, drivers. And I don't, ten, being out of work for 10 days, that, you know, part of it kind of sounds good, but another part of it doesn't sound very good. And uh, so I get off the phone with her, and about, oh, I'm saying 40 minutes later, um, the stone rolled away. Hooray! Thank you, Jesus. So I think God kind of surprised me because it was just starting to be evening of the, it was the second day. And, uh, you know, the Jews start, of course, their, their counting of time starts with sunset. So I said, well, this must be a Jewish thing, right? <laughs> and so, so God, God kind of snuck up on me. 
and surprised me, and I passed the stone. Thank you, Jesus. I was so happy. I was doing my happy dance just like that and saying, praise you, Dad. Robin saw me, and I felt like a new man, and uh, thank God for that. Well, do you want more of the Spirit? Because if you do, you might go through some pain before you get the gain, okay? There is a possibility. I'm not saying of that physical nature, perhaps. I don't want to scare you or anything. But there is a possibility that God might allow some pain to see if you really want the greater gain. Do you want the greater gain? Are you willing to go through some pain? Because then God's testing your heart. He's getting you ready for a greater thing, something that's eternal, something that you're going to carry out of this world. That is him, more of him, more of his spirit. And all the effect that that has when you get more of him. See, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about him. So why does the spirit come? So we can be better witnesses. So we can be better representatives. So we can have a greater anointing, a greater grace to do things that will, well, endure beyond this life, actually. So you got these people waiting for more of the spirit. And, you know, we do that here, by the way, twice a year. And I really appreciate that about Discovery. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, and I don't always avail myself that well of it. I'm just admitting. This next time around, I, I'm intending to, to get more out of it. Because sometimes I don't as, do, get as much, I think, as we could, as, our, as I could. Because I need that more that God promises, right? So we can be empowered by the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit. The word says, uh, God's Word says, don't get drunk with wine. But be filled, or literally be being filled with the Holy Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Guess what? The Spirit is counter to the flesh. If you get more of the Spirit, you'll get a breakthrough. Yeah. How many of us, I'm going to put my hand up first, have some things we struggle with we're trying to get past in life? Yeah. Okay, good. I see all those hands. I need more of the Spirit, so that'll it gets pushed out. When you get more, it's like all that fluid in there, push that stone out. You know, you get more of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Don't get too real here, Paul. You get more of that Holy Spirit in you, and it's going to push out the things of the flesh. It's going to push it out, and you're going to see breakthroughs when you just get more of Jesus, more of the Spirit. Is that good? So, and we need it. And the, and the Scripture actually tells us to be zealous for the gifts. It's in 1 Corinthians 14. I didn't get that one to Josh, but... It tells us to earnestly desire, and the word literally means to be zealous for the gifts of the Spirit. Why? So God can be glorified. So we're in this place where we're needing more of the Holy Spirit. What do we do right now? Because more of the Spirit is promised. Let's look at this one last scripture. I'm going to try to land this plane for us, okay? This is Luke 11. Jesus says, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek. And you will find, knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, what? Receives. And he who seeks, what? Finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There it is. 
So here, here's what we get to do today, right now. We get to make this transaction. Because God says, look, ask. And in, in the original language, it's in the continuous present. The Greek, again, is very precise. The verb is in the continuous present. So he says, ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. And you're going to get more. You're going to get more. And I can guarantee you that God is good. He, when he says it, you can take it to the bank. When he told me on the third day the stone was going to roll away, I should have just relaxed. I didn't. But I should have. Darn, you mean I could have been happy the whole time? You know, when God says something to you, he told my wife, you're going to be in your job. It did look like there's no way she was going to be in her job this year. Guess what happened? She's in her job. God speaks things to us, and we can take it to the bank. If God's telling you to do something, and he's speaking to you, and he's saying, here, you can have more of my spirit. All you have to do is ask. Have you asked? If you haven't, why not? Are you afraid? Don't be afraid. All he has is good. Everything he wants to give you is to enhance, enable, and increase you. 